Welcome back, brothers and sisters, to another wonderful episode of the Living Waters Podcast. I am your host, as always, Pastor Dylan, and I hope you guys have been having a beautiful time since the last time we got together and the last time we were able to, you know, get together and just talk and commune. And we talked a little bit about, you know, receiving a sign and looking at the time of repentance that comes around Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah and just kind of going through the Festival of Trumpets and, you know, learning a little bit of things there. And as I told you, I was going to spend some time making sure that I was really communing with God and just having that repentant heart each and every day through that time frame. And I really spent some intimate time with him, just really praying and saying, God, you know, I don't want to continue to live, you know, in a wrong life. I don't want to do anything that's offending to you. I want to, you know, continue to bring glory to your name because, you know, that's all what we're called to do. We're all called to just make sure that each and everything that we're doing is just pouring out and being representatives of who he would call us to be. And so as I was praying and meditating on what we would talk about here today, as I was just spending some time with him, I was like, Father, where do we go from here? What is the next important thing that we need to talk about? What's something that your children need to hear, especially in this time, this hour, this season? Because we talked about you know, the sign of Jonah and what it meant for a previous generation, but also what it means to our generation. The only sign that would be given was the sign of Jonah, and that was a sign of repentance. I said, Father, on this fifth podcast, what is it that we're going to talk about? What is it that we could do, or what is it that we could see, or what is it that we need to realize for the current generation that we're in and for the coming times and seasons that we're about to face. And so I was praying, seeking him out, and he just began to speak grace. I said, okay, grace, where are we going with that, Lord? Where are we going with grace? Because grace is something important to each and every one of us. Because you got to figure neither, none of us are worthy. None of us could pay our own way into heaven. None of us could make it on our own. Our righteousness is as a filthy rags into the Lord. And I'm like, God, so... What is it specifically about grace? Because it's grace that allows us to enter into your presence. It's grace that let us know that we're loved. It's grace that hung upon a cross and paid a price that none of us could actually pay. And so as we were talking and we were just kind of communing, because sometimes that's what you got to do, You just got to talk, but you got to be able to listen and just quiet down. Erase the thoughts from your mind. 
Don't be thinking about what you were doing today, what you got to do tomorrow, what's for dinner. Just meditate with that Holy Spirit. And so as I was doing that, and I was meditating on grace, I was praying about grace, the Holy Spirit started to give me kind of like, I don't want to say a vision, but I began to see Noah's Ark. And I was seeing it as if it was just starting to rain. You could just see the rain slowly trickling down and beginning. And as you looked around, you seen so many people outside the ark that just a few minutes ago, they were mocking and laughing, saying it was never going to rain. There's no way you're foolish for building a boat on dry land. It never rained before. Then the door closed. And things changed. And the Holy Spirit began to remind me that soon in these last days we're going to face times just like Noah faced. Where we'd be being persecuted, we as Christians, there would be plenty of disbelief. People would just be wanting to do their own things, to party, to have fun, to drink, to act as if they always had one more day, one more hour. And the Holy Spirit just began to remind me about this, that that window and that door to grace is not going to last forever. The grace of salvation is still present in the time that we're in. But there is going to come a day. And I hate to say it, but I feel like it's going to be real soon. There's going to come a day where grace won't be there. Not like it currently is. Because there's going to come a time where the generation will be so wicked and we will have completely entered those last days that were mentioned by Jesus. That were prophesied in the book of Revelation. Those days that were promised to come, where the church will be called away and those that are left behind will have to go through and will have to face terrible judgments because they didn't want to listen. Just like those people outside of the ark, those doors got closed up and there was no more grace. Unfortunately, they had made their beds and they had to sleep in it. And it's not something that we should take lightly. Because during that time that 
Noah was building the ark, he wasn't just building the ark as a way for him to escape. But he was preaching. He was telling his people, repent. Turn your eyes and your hearts back to God, the one that formed and created you from the dust of which you were born. Get a heart for him again. Don't stand there and mock him. I know he was preaching a message of repentance. Whether it might have been called repentance or not, that's exactly what it was. He was telling people to turn from their wicked ways. In some ways, he was an early representation of the voice calling in the wilderness, preparing the way for the Lord. Because see, at that time, there was so much evil that it polluted everything. Creation had become corrupted. It wasn't what the Father had made and the Father looked upon his people, his beautiful creation. He was disgusted by it. We had destroyed all the beautiful things that he had made. Taken everything for granted. And acted as if we were gods ourselves and tried to control everything on our own. You'd think we would have learned something by now. But nah, we just keep going back to it. That's why the Bible says, and in those days, it'll just be like the days of Noah. So, it leaves us with a choice. Are we going to get prepared? Are we building that boat? Building that boat's going to be a little bit different than what it would have been back then. Your boat today is Jesus Christ and your relationship with him. That is your boat. That's your ark. That's your covenant. That, that's your way to get out. That's, it's your relationship that you directly have with God. And the big thing is, is we need to remember that it's not anything that we do. Because there's going to come people that Jesus is going to look upon and they're going to say, I prophesied in your name and I did this and I did that and I went here and I went there for you. I performed all kinds of signs and cast out demons. And he's going to look upon them and he's going to say, but I never knew you depart from me. So it doesn't matter what you're doing on the outside. It doesn't matter what titles you might take on. It doesn't matter what you call yourself. You could be a prophet. You could be a pastor. You could be an elder. You could be an evangelist. 
But if you don't have that relationship with God, if you don't actually commune with Him, to know Him, what He means is to have an intimate relationship with Him. Because if you never had an intimate relationship with Him, you could have never really truly experienced His undying and unloving grace. Because otherwise you're just living for yourself and you're being selfish. Anybody can get behind a mic, can get behind a podium, can get behind a camera and speak and say anything. But it's the content of the character within that message. Is it just a message that makes people feel good? Is it just a message to get them to come back again? Or is it a message that reaches to their heart, that reaches to their soul? Is it a message that helps them separate right from wrong? Is it a message that maybe makes them feel a little uncomfortable, provides them with some type of conviction? Is it the message of Jesus? See, these are things we need to think about because as we walk through our lives, if we want to walk within his mercy and grace, we need to have that relationship with him. We don't just need to say, well, I go to church on Sunday morning or I go on Wednesday evening or I say a prayer at bedtime because you can go through the motions. You can pretend to do anything, right? How many of us have pretended to enjoy our jobs, right? I can't say that there's probably anybody out there that says, I love my job 100%, and there isn't a single day that I've ever woken up that I, you know, didn't want to go in. We've all had those moments where it's like, yeah, I could totally hit that alarm clock and not make it back to work. Just stay here in bed. They can move on without me. Or we put that fake smile on and pretend. Pretend. Put on a facade. Be fake. Pretend that we love doing it. We pretend that we love our husbands. We pretend that we love our wives. But if you don't have a relationship with them, you don't really love them. You aren't really spending enough time with them. See, grace comes with having a relationship with God. Grace is represented in the Bible by the number five. It's just ironic that this happens to be the fifth episode of our podcast. That is the primary number that focuses and has the meaning with grace what five comes down to it comes down to god's grace his goodness his favor you think there was 10 commandments the first five of those commandments they related to the treatment 
the relationship, the connection that we have with God. The second five were more related to how we interacted, the relationship we would have with others. And see, it's important to remember which came first. It's God that came first. So yeah, your other relationships in life are important, but you gotta remember to keep God at the forefront of that. To keep God in the intermix of your marriage, your relationships, and every single thing that you do. Because if you don't keep God in them, things are just gonna fall apart. It's crucial to ensure that God is in every mix of your life. But that grace isn't just for you. That grace is for you to share with other people. Just like Noah did. To preach, to share. Not to hide the light. Not to keep it to yourself. Not to say, this is mine. But to share. To enjoy and to indulge with others. Because, man, I... The grace of God is just so good. It's so wonderful. It's like... The greatest gift you could ever give. That you could ever receive. That you could ever have. That you could ever want. You could ever desire. It's what ensures that we have that eternal life because we have that eternal relationship as I said before grace is not always going to be around grace is one of those things that is going to have a limited time that's what God was really bringing out to me And if you had the best present of all, if you had the greatest gift that you could give, would you hold off in sharing that? Would you want to keep saying, well, I'll take care of that tomorrow. I'll I'll open that gift tomorrow. I don't have to worry about opening the grace, that gift now. It's not a big deal. That grace is always going to be around the best gift I could ever have but I don't want it right now you wouldn't say that if it was a million dollars would you you wouldn't say it if it was the keys to a brand new car ladies maybe for you you wouldn't say it if it was a beautiful diamond ring from a guy that you loved you wouldn't say ah you can wait three more years before you give that to me Nah, see, you'd be chomping at the bit. You'd be saying, I want that right now. I really, really want it. I'm desiring it. Give it to me. You'd be hungry for it. 
be thirsty for it. You'd be doing anything and everything in your power to get to it. You'd tear a room apart if someone told you that there was a billion dollars buried somewhere in it. You'd strip the drywall off the walls, rip out the insulation, gut through. You'd go e through every single inch of it with a fine tooth comb. But yet when grace is dropped in your lap, when the most beautiful thing that could ever be given is an intimate relationship with a true and living God that loves you, who adores you, who desires you, Who wants to give your life purpose? Who wants to give your life meaning? You're okay with turning that away. You're okay with setting that to the side and saying, it's not important. It'll always be there. I'm sorry to tell you, but from the word I got from God when he's been speaking to me that door is starting to close and what door he closes no man can open even if Noah wanted to there was no way that he could open up that door onto the ark Even if he wanted to, as he heard those people outside screaming and clawing and chomping at the bit, trying to rip that door open, screaming out, probably gurgling and drowning, the terrible things he had to hear on the other side of that door. And he knew there was nothing that he could do. See, I don't want to feel like that. I don't think you do either. Because if you're listening to this podcast, it's either for you or maybe there's people in your life. People that you've been afraid to share it with because you don't want to offend them you don't want to upset them you don't want to put them in a position where they might not talk to you for a couple days a week a month or a year I understand that but if we just look at a few things that are to come that would be the opposite of grace I think we'd be pretty convinced that we don't want to hear them on the other side of the door that we don't want to look down and see exactly what's going on Because just for example, you can look through many different things in the book of Revelations that are prophesied to come. 
But since we're on the number five, let's just look at two. What happened when the fifth trumpet sounded? The bottomless pit was open. And locusts were released from it. Massive locusts. They were given power just like scorpions. To sting, to bite, to hurt. See, they won't kill. Those that are sealed with God's image on his forehead. Those that are prophesied and set apart during that time to spread his word. But for five months, they will torture and strike man. So much so that it says in those days... Men will seek death, and they will not find it. They will desire to die, and the spirit of death himself will flee from them. Can you imagine massive locusts that are prophesied to be dressed like horses for battle to have teeth like lions to sting like scorpions and they're not interested in the grass they're not interested in God's chosen and protected people But they're only interested in human flesh. The flesh of humans who want nothing to do with God. Who said, grace could wait. I couldn't imagine that. I couldn't imagine seeing someone go through something so terrible that they would literally cry out and wish death upon them and death be not given to them. I just can't imagine what that would be like. I can't imagine allowing someone, someone I love, Someone I know, someone I've walked past on the street. I can't imagine what it would be like to go through that. And that is just the first well. There's more to come after that. More painful and terrible things. But since we're sticking with the number five, We'll talk about the fifth angel. The fifth angel who poured out the vial upon the earth. 
says that vial was poured out upon the beast or the antichrist in his kingdom and it was filled with darkness and there those people that were following him they gnawed their tongues in pain and they blasphemed God they cursed God because their pains because of their sores and they didn't repent for everything they did see five always deals with grace always deals with repentance it's all coming full circle God has a plan trust me this was not what I was initially thinking of that we were going to be talking about today but God wanted everybody to know he wanted his children to know he wanted his people to know that right now he has grace his grace is more than sufficient but there's going to come a time there's going to come an hour there's going to come a season where that grace will be gone that door will be shut up and you'll never get it back again so I challenge you are you walking away from it Are you turning away from grace? Or just maybe are you forgetting to share that grace with others? Until next time.